called down the thunder, well now you got it. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey podcast family at JitteryMonkey.com, and of course, proudly associated with the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, joined with uh, my co-host, the illustrious Hoss Reuter, and the ever-engaging John Dam Johnston. Gentlemen, and to you, the listeners, happy Thanksgiving. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm so glad you asked. Phenomenal. I'm 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 stupendous. It was it was a really good weekend in the, the Mahachko household this past weekend. It was my wife's birthday. Uh, Nebraska won. Pittsburgh won. Uh, got to see a lot of lights, and, and really, uh, my son had a great Saturday night. It was it was fantastic. It was just just stupendous. I'm using a lot of. That does sound pretty stupendous. <laughs> I'm using a lot of big words. I don't know why. It was just great, great weekend. Uh, John, how are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. This is a wonderful week. We won. We dominated those people from Maryland. It was nice to see a team go out and smash an opponent into the ground without any regard to their mentality. Was that just, not a fantastic? them as the football should be just smash them without any regard to how they felt about it i do want dilly to, dilly. i do want to state for the record that my score prediction was far closer than your guys' score predictions when i said it was going to be 49-14 and you guys had maybe a 10 or 14 point win and yeah i just didn't no know. i said 42 to 10 I don't think I said thirty-one seventeen. Eh, okay, I was still closer. Yeah, yeah, you were. And let me tell you, <laughs> oh, whatever. Until that lead, oh until that this lead, all reached, you have to, this is all you have for your life, isn't it? Yep. Until that lead reached thirty-seven nothing, I was not at ease. I was not relaxed. Well, I kept feeling like they were going to come storming back. They didn't. Once bitten and twice shy. Oh, my God. And this is the problem that we have. We have this problem, Haas. No, it's not. not, As a Nebraska fan, yes, we do have this problem. But also, in college football, score, like, comebacks are more prevalent than they ever were before. That's true. Um, We have a stats guy that may think about that. No, it's pretty cut and dry. We don't need the fancy I, analytics. No, I, I think it's I think it's it's mostly about the fact that you're a, a, a weenie puss boy. 
Hey, this was the family-friendly episode, John. Well, I didn't swear. How how about this? It was Nebraska's largest margin of victory in a conference game since 2000. If that Baylor. It's right. When the, they won that game 59 to nothing, so 47 point uh, margin of victory and it was I don't know. I I I feel like the last couple of games, ever since that second bye week, you know, you had the big loss, sure, against uh, – uh, not big, but you had the loss against Wisconsin. And you came back the next week, and in all facets of the game, you dominated. Yes, it was against Maryland, which is like Rutgers light. Uh, but you went out there, you, for lack of a better term, showed that killer instinct because I don't think they ever took their uh, foot off the gas pedal. At one point, they made some – uh, timely substitutions, get some of the uh, number ones out and get some other guys some more experience, uh, you know, in in, mm-hmm. in some, uh, you know, a- actual conference, you know, road conference experience. Although by the time, you know, the Wyatt Missouri's and no offense to Wyatt, but uh, by the time that, you know, he was brought in and, and to a lesser extent, maybe even Luke McCaffrey, it was pretty well a Nebraska home game because about everybody who was left was wearing Husker red. Um, but you you put put the proverbial boot on their throat and you dominated that entire game you imposed your will i we'll talk about this i know there's a lot of meat on this bone when you win 54 to 7 i got to say i i asked my wife uh you know i said i was at work i said honey can you just make sure that the dvr set cuz i tried setting it from my phone and I was only seventy percent sure that it worked. I said, "Do you mind, you know, double checking the DVR, make sure that the game gets recorded? It's on Big Ten Network." I told her what channel it was, what time it started. So she did all that. And I get, you know, I'm watching the game the next day, and it gets to be the end of the third quarter. And I said, "All right, fifteen minutes of game time, eighteen minutes left on the DVR. What's going to happen first? <laughs> so I when when. Uh, my DVR, when my recording actually stopped, we were winning 47 to nothing, and we were inside the five, and we're, I'm only guessing we were about to score our final touchdown. But So I never actually saw how Maryland won. Um, but you get late in that Long. game. I mean, I'm sorry, how, how Maryland scored. My, uh, apologies. Um, you, you, you get that. We've got to see a lot of, you know, names – and faces and players of the future, like Bryce Benhart, got got some time on that offensive line. Um, and and I've talked, you know, a couple of weeks, and you guys are usually pretty good at slapping me back to reality. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but you know, the it is important. This is not a throwaway season. You know, a lot of people might have thought, oh, great, you know, if you go four and eight again, blah blah blah. Uh, but you had a really good opportunity to get some of your young guys, uh, some some really untested individuals. Some quality time, uh, you know, in, in mop up duty, sure. But when the game was well in hand, uh, you know, you you got the the Bryce Benharts in there. You got some young guys in the ball game. Ramir mm-hmm. Johnson played quite a bit. Of course, uh, a lot of the talk, you know, in the first half was, uh, you know, and, and Coach Frost made the point to uh, get quite graphic with his words in, in the post game. But you know. Dedrick Mills, Dedrick Mills, and uh, 
uh, J.D. Spielman. No, not Spielman was yeah. had a bit of the bug too last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Greg, you've talked so much that my dog is upset. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'll let one of you yeah, guys talk. Coming out of both ends for those guys. Can yeah. you hear that? Yeah, and no Wandale Robinson, no Noah, um, but you still were able to get some young guys some some good opportunities. Okay, John, you talk now. I'll shut up. Okay, fine, Greg. I mean, you you are always saying nice things to me in Slack about how I have the voice of an angel and how you just could listen to it all day long. And then when I start talking and sharing some thoughts, you, you just bring me right back to reality. And so I'm just going to sit here. You guys enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's keep oh, this train on, on the track. Greg. I thought it was great to see the young offensive linemen in there. Uh, Ethan Piper, Bryce Benhart uh, on the right side. I think Ethan Piper is good enough to maybe take over at one of the guard spots next year. And hopefully, what about Ben Hart? Let me get there. Okay, I'm sorry. And I think Bryce Ben Hart, if he continues his development, can step in at the right tackle spot and take over for Matt Farniak next year. So Farniak can slide inside to guard. That would, which would mean that we'd have quite a bit of movement and experience on the uh, depth chart because that would mean that Trent Hicks and Bo Wilson are both guys who go from being starters down to being second string. I think the dog is uh, not quite sure of that uh, plan, Hoss. <laughs> yeah, evidently. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a well-thought-out argument, but uh, uh, you're, you're, getting, you're getting a little pushback there from from the uh, four-legged friend. God. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. She keeps doing this. Wait, wait. Did I, what was it? Two weeks ago, we started a podcast, and she threw up on my feet. Yeah. As long as she's not throwing up. No, I mean, she's just angry that I'm not paying attention to her. I don't get it. And, and, you know, maybe this is like, oh, God, this is a podcast. This is terrible. You guys keep talking, and I'll take care of my 100-pound dog. There was a – let's talk a little bit, Haas, about uh, J.D. Spielman's – I believe it was his first touchdown catch with the – the witchcraft and wizardry catch, wasn't it? Was that his first or second catch? I think it was his first. That was his first. That's just that's just plain luck. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a bad throw. It was. The announcers, I said it before the announcers even did. You know, he threw that too flat. And really, I don't know what Adrian processed there to think that he should make that throw with the corner trail and JD and then the safety over the top of the route. But, hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Sure. The second one was a great call against a uh, cover zero blitz where, you know, you're seeing it a lot in college football these days, rolling quarterbacks out to the left even when they're right-handed just because it changes so much the defensive coverage and reaction to the route distribution and the sprint out and just caught them, you know, in a blitz and man coverage. And there was a pick rub that kind of got forced with the – Outside receiver on the defender 
who was responsible for JD and he came loose and um, he had a really great game. Um, Hart, he's put together probably the quietest 800 yard receiving season I've ever seen in my life. That's entirely accurate. Uh, this is third in a row. I mean, it's his third season as a Husker. It's his third 800 yard, uh, you know, season. And he could, I mean, it's going to take some work against Iowa. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he could potentially pass, you know, he could be the Huskers leading receiver at the end of his junior year. Oh yeah. I mean, if he has, he's what about right around 200 yards away. From Stanley Morgan's I, record? I think so. So if he got, you know, let's say a conservative estimate about 75, 85 yards against Iowa, and if we win against Iowa, you know, he puts together another 115, 120 in the bowl game. Right there, he's the all-time leading receiver with a year to go. Sure. He's uh, – I, 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 we, we've been, you know uh, – trumpeting his you know quality since he was a, a freshman two years ago but jd spielman as good as he is probably not you know he, he'd be coming back for a senior year wouldn't he yeah i would think so who's this uh number 10 jd spielman by the way uh the son of uh, rick spielman in the front office uh, general manager of the minnesota vikings Yeah, I, I don't I, think I, there's I don't nothing, think you'll go there's, early. There's literally when you look at this Nebraska team again, but I said what that I screamed about last time we did a podcast. We're losing nothing. You can say we're losing the defensive guys, the the uh, Davis brothers off the defensive line, but the guys we're going to replace them with, are they going to be better? Are they going to be worse? We're losing. You know, I mean, people will go, well, the thing is, is that uh, we're not that good, and then we're going to bring guys back. Okay, let's look at that. Last year, Wisconsin had loads of injuries. John. Shit. John. Why? Family friendly. They have gobs of injuries <laughs> on their defensive side. And those guys, what those guys did was they spent a year learning their defense, and, and Wisconsin became a top-10 team. So, you know, uh, you know, a, a year, and thank you for the reminder, Greg, uh, but a, a year in the program, a year in stuff that happens, it, it really helps. You know, I will say another year of strength and conditioning and another year of development does help, but that doesn't necessarily excuse the fact that we are going to be very inexperienced up front. I thought that we were going to see addition by subtraction this year on the offensive line. And with, you know, despite losing – Tanner Farmer and Gerald Foster, but the fact is, like, you can't replace experience. I mean, a guy can be more talented, but still takes some time to get experience. So, I think we might be in for a little bit of a rough start, and that might be an understatement to 2020 um, with how much we lose in the defensive front seven. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of those big boys up front because uh, Khalil Davis finished the game with two and a half sacks. Uh, he's got eight now on the season, the most uh, since Ross Dezuris had nine in 2015. It's going to be tough sledding. He, he could not have had nine in 2015. <clears throat> uh, that's what I think that might be for a career. Because I saw the same stat floating around Twitter. And if he would have had nine sacks in 2015, that, that would have meant that we had a pass rush, and we had no semblance of a pass rush in 15 or 16. Well. Do we, we don't have that now. Yeah, we. I mean, honestly, we haven't had a pass rush since Randy Gregory's performance against Miami in 2014. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I, he I had, talked so, on I, I, for a long time with Jeremy Slecta about the 3-4 versus the 4-3. And the 3-4 is designed to literally just stymie the defense. I want to... Yeah, the old styles of the 3-4, but what about the one-gapping styles of Wisconsin? What about... We run one-gap principles for the most part. It's a little bit different. It's called TGOG, two-gap, one-gap, where they have two reads and one gap that they're responsible for. Um, but the 3-4 is not this static, uh, monolithic defense that people equate it to like it's the 1986 Giants anymore. You're seeing a lot of aggressive 3-4s. You're seeing it at Texas. You're seeing it at LSU. You're seeing it at Yeah, Wisconsin. but you're, you're not seeing that from the, the defensive lineman guys. It's the linebacker. No, you are. You are at those schools. It's all about what's actually called in terms of line movement and pressures and blitzes. Like that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions in college football or just football in general today that people think the three, four is the static uh, front. Um, if you're Bob Diaco, yeah, it's a static front to a lesser extent, Eric Chenander, it's a static front, but a lot of schools have adopted an aggressive uh, attacking style within a three, four shell. Interesting. Greg? Yes, so I did a a little bit of uh, research, and in my research from sports-reference.com, Ross DeZuris in 2015 had nine tackles for a loss. Of those, he had two and a half sacks. Yes. And by the way, one of those sacks was against Purdue, another one was against Rutgers, and half of one was... uh, against Northwestern. So really, I mean, he had half a sack maybe. So, uh, congratulations. I'm surprised that, uh, Huskers.com had that incorrect, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Fake news. <laughs> Khalil Davis had two and a half sacks in the game, which is as many as Ross Dezuris had in 2015. <laughs> Being yeah, more- okay. yeah. Cause when I saw that stat, I was going nuts. Cause I was like, wait a minute. No, no, Ross Dezer- if Ross Dezuris would have had nine sacks in 2015, he'd be in the NFL. Sure. Uh, what are we going to talk about, Iowa? We'll get there. there. Uh, there were a few moments that, uh, you know, Adrian Martinez, again, had a, a good day. A couple of his decision-making uh, moments had me scratching my head. 
Uh, I believe there was the yeah. one where he was running to his right and threw across the field across his body and it predictably was intercepted. Um, well, that was designed that way. That's a throwback on the why, why tight end leak play. Um, that Nick Cross for Maryland uh, Stoll wasn't even his assignment in man coverage. He just showed great recognition in realizing what the play was and recovered on it. And it was a, it was a bad throw, but it was the right decision, just a bad throw. Okay. And, and, yeah, it was – all right, I'll, I'll give you that. That was, instead of a mental error, a physical error. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Which is troubling. It, it's really troubling. Um just well, he, because he's a, he's a those, sophomore. He, he, this is his second yeah. year in the system. He should be perfect by now, right? Well, not perfect, but <laughs> you got to understand on certain throws that you got to make exactly how to place them. Sure. But that's why you play the game because not everything works just like it's drawn up on the whiteboard. You know, it's the uh, human element of football. So um, the good outweighed the bad from Adrian. Oh, Saturday, absolutely. But they, right? there, there's that human element. Need to continue to be in that human element. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is that? Um. Error, failure <laughs> happens. See, now the kids can't listen anymore. I'm marking all of these. They'll be able to listen. I'll I'll do I'll do what I need to do okay. to make, keep this listen, family friendly. The human element. If if I can, can I go with this, Rahas? Because I you understand the X's and O's. Knock yourself out. Oh my God! The human element is the the failure part. It's 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 the part that you don't execute. It's the part that you don't do well, and we all know that. You know, sometimes we're a plumber and we don't. Oh, let's just go on. This would be a really intriguing question for either of you because I don't remember. Nebraska, as we mentioned earlier, you know, obviously they won 54 to 7 uh, until the last, you know, three minutes of the game or whatever. It was 54 nothing. When was the last time that Nebraska scored 50 or more unanswered points? Probably Idaho State in 2012. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't think about that. Never. Never. They have never done that. Never, really. I'm pretty sure it's Idaho State in 2012. No, it's never. I'm going to find out right now. You guys keep talking. I've got this under no, control. No, don't look it up. It's never. See, this is my bad Actually, fucked no. up. I'm sorry. I, it, yeah, at one point, uh, good good call to Haas. Another point to him. Uh, because they won that game 73-7. This is to my seven. bad screwed up life. Because, you know, I, I just... A wander through life and I look at the world and say, uh, we're going here, we're going there, and then we're going this week. And I don't remember what happened last week. That's all right. That's why I ask. They, they scored 66 unanswered points in that game. 
I would go. I would have forgotten all about, or I had forgotten all about that. Um, real quick here before we move on, because I know we're itching to talk about Iowa Hate Week, uh, which is going to be fun on the uh, family-friendly episode. Uh, let's talk real quick about uh, the two walk-on kickers, not only attempting but successfully attempting their first career kicks of the day: Matt Waldock and Harrison Martin. Uh, Waldock doing most of the legwork, pun intended. Uh, six PATs, three field goals. Martin had his uh, uh, first field goal of his career, 18-yarder. Makes you wonder, how many kickers do we need to <laughs> you know, bring in this year? Because this uh, is evidently it's about six. I was going to say, yeah, it's uh, are, are these these are going to be the heartwarming videos we have in the spring when these two guys are awarded scholarships. We're going to have four scholarship kickers. Um, anyway, Luke McCaffrey, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, I really enjoyed that reverse pass. That uh, and and I think that was a, a really smart use of you know McCaffrey's history, his ability, his talents. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like to see more of that. I, he's so versatile that you can line him up anywhere, and the defense doesn't know how to prepare for him because he could throw, he could run. He, he had his first catch uh, of his career as well. So uh, he's one that I, as he continues on in his career, I want to see him used all over the field. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, Scott Frost is smart enough to do that. I really liked his uh, touchdown run, even though it was just a short touchdown run. That play, we talked about the duo play that Nebraska's ran since the Riley era, where it's just power without a puller. Mm-hmm. But instead of running it to the running back this time, we had a fake to Wyatt Mazur. He kicked out the defensive end, and McCaffrey, you know, just followed behind him. That looked like something that would have been in a Tom Osborne playbook if T.O. would have kept coaching and evolving with the spread offense. A downhill, tax downhill. 11 on 11 football inside the red zone, short yardage uh, inside the five. And um, anytime you can challenge a team with a mobile quarterback, it's a damn good thing. One more thing while, while we're talking about, you know, the, the positives in the running game, uh, Dietrich Mills, I, you know, as I was watching the game back and, and uh, you know, sharing my thoughts on Twitter as we went, there were a lot of times that, for not to, you know, put any more pressure on the offensive line, but he, I, I phrased it as he got small. He got crouched down real low and found a hole in that offensive line where otherwise there might not be one. And on one was a touchdown in the first half. Another one I think was just maybe you know a, a you know run up up the middle middle of the field something like that for you know a few yards. But he just he. Got he, he didn't try to bounce the ball outside. You know he just. I, th- I thought he just shortened up and and uh, and you know like I said got small and and ducked down, lowered his head and pushed pushed forward. I mean I that's that. In my observation, it was just a good smart heads up play or head down play if you want to be more. Yeah, I mean. You can definitely tell the light's gone on for him and just feeling more comfortable at the speed, reintegrating to the speed of the Division One game. Mm-hmm. All right, John, are you ready? 
I thought we were already doing that. All right. We're going to talk about this Black Friday matchup, Iowa and Nebraska, when we come back to the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Thank you so much for bringing us along with you uh, wherever you are, on maybe on your way to a family gathering for Thanksgiving. That's why we're keeping it family friendly. You might have the kids in the back seat. Hey, kids, be nice. Don't hit your sister. Don't make me come back there. We will turn this car around. Uh, Greg Mahochko, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. Uh, I'm getting. Away, I'm, I'm going to get away with the, the Dam Johnston because the kids have probably already heard it, especially if the parents are Husker fans. Uh, John, Nebraska. What? Number 19, Iowa. Live from Memorial Stadium. You're excited for this one. Are, are you going to uh, fly in for, for this contest? I would love to go to this game. Oh, my God. I'm just so... Ah. We're not supposed to swear. <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm just so going to bleep exhausted. them all out. I'm so exhausted right now. Go ahead, John. Listen, g- 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 give thing. it to us, buddy. Here's the thing. You it's say what Iowa. you want to say. I don't know. I don't know who people are that don't understand that I was not a rival. Okay. Because we hate they, them and they hate us? That's a rivalry. I, I think it's... That's it's, a rivalry. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them so much. And I don't even know why. Except that this. You know what I hate about Iowa? I hate this. I hate the concept that they want to consistently be mediocre. I hate the concept that they want to, they want to have... One of their seasons be in 2016, 12 and 0. Wasn't it Ross? Uh, 2015. 2015, right? And they went out to the Rose Bowl and they got their kicked. Yes? Yep. Yep. All right. Other than that, what they do is they sit at seven and four, eight and five, whatever it is. But that that's where they're ever gonna be. And they're okay with that. And it's like saying, I'm okay with being average. I don't know what you guys want to do with your life. <laughs> you know, you guys are younger than me. And I want to tell you something. Not by much. What, do you want to be average? I will. I'll tell you this, sir. I have been average my whole life. Iowa stands for I'm okay with average. <laughs> what? Iowa stands for I'm okay with average. I W I O W N. By the way, that's going to be the name of this podcast. And. That is the problem that I have with Iowa. See, Listen, I could, I could, I, I could not. I, I get, I get that they've beaten us four times in a row. You know yeah, what? Friday might be point. this time that they beat us five times in a row. But here's the thing: they're okay with this. <laughs> they're fine with being just a 
giant ball of average. Who wants to be – do you want to go through your life being average? Nope. Do you really want to do that? Don't ask me such difficult questions, John. I'm not prepared to answer them. I don't. Ugh, fuck. But, oh, it's a family podcast. I didn't hear anything. Our I, I, I heard it. do not want to do this. <laughs> and the reason why is this. Just, did you, you get one, one shot on life on this earth. And what are you going to do with that life? Are you going to sit there and be just average? You're just going to go, oh, I'm like an average Chipotle. I like an average uh, KFC kind of thing going on there. I like that. I don't know what they order when they go up to Burger King, but they, it's probably average. You know, and that's there's a lot of people that do that. Let, let's. I think it's important you know to what note. People do, Greg. What do they do, John? They go into Subway and they order the same wonderful sandwich every time. I will say this, and this is just me. I used to be a cold cut trio guy. Not even like the good sandwiches, but I just always go in cold cut trio on Italian herbs and cheese. Out the door I go. And then I diversified. And I found happiness. And then I stopped going to Subway and I found true happiness. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Do we need to go through our lives being that? I don't. Just average. Here's the thing. And, and it's the other. It's the same way with, you know, the, the school on the other side of the state. It's the same way with Colorado. They look at... Nebraska, I think they have that circled on the calendar. Even when Nebraska's been down as, well, if we knock off Nebraska, then we're something, you know. Uh, and so they chirp a lot, really unnecessarily. Um, and it's going to come back. Like, there will be a day of reckoning, my friends. And if it's going to be this week, I can only hope. We used to say not that long ago in, in the grand scheme of things, we used to say, can't wait for Nebraska to hang a 50-burger on Iowa next year. You remember that, Hoss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, the, the way the style of football that Iowa plays is not conducive to Nebraska's style and putting, you know, trying to hang 50 points on them. It's just not. They are a... Uh, Average. A, well, they are a, a bottomless pit. They are of, average. You know what they are? They're average. Okay. They are. But admit they, it. They do They're one. Average. They do one They're thing. They're going to be content with eight and four and seven and five for the rest of their lives. Can we quit talking they about Iowa? Steve, are okay with being average and talk about the game. Okay, fine. The, uh, final, final, final uh, words on that. They'll always be average as long as Kirk Ferentz is their head coach. 
Yep. What do you want from me, Haas? I want to talk about the game. So okay, let's, fine. Let's talk I'm, about the I'm, game. I'm, I'm totally, I, 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 I despise, am going to. I despise mediocrity, but I'm totally okay with Iowa being content to, to be average because I think it's hilarious that they cling to, you know, a middle-of-the-road, scratch-out-a-mediocre living in the grand scheme of college football, and they're okay with it. They can stay there. Fine. We've been to the mountaintop before. We want to get back there. You know, there's more honor in, you know, trying to get back but failing than just sitting where you're at. And, you know, I was going to use a very a phrase that's not good for this week's episode, <laughs> uh, but just – you know, can, being so self-congratulatory about when they beat Nebraska. You know, it's our worst 20-year stretch coincides with their quote-unquote best 20-year stretch. And I think it's Im- important. Yeah, it's so even. So Iowa can be okay with average. In the words of Marie Antoinette, they let them eat cake. I'd have to fact-check you on if she actually said those words, but I, th- I think it's important yeah. to note along those lines that – you were right. There, as you said, there's more honor in trying to, uh, you know, ascend to the highest heights and failing than, you know, just being okay with, you know, average. Um, or, you know, let's not forget it wasn't all that long ago that Nebraska had a nine-win coach every year. And yep. because he didn't rise above that, because of other – I want to say off the field, but, you know, because of other circumstances, he's not here anymore. And whether you agree with that decision or not, he did not uphold the, I I want to say expectation, but we use that word a lot, and, and oftentimes Good they're, well, that too. But, you know, he he plateaued, and Scott Frost has the ability to, Bring Nebraska back to, you know, as you mentioned, Hoss, the highest highs, uh, the the top of the mountain. That's where Nebraska wants to be. That's where, you know, what you can say, I'm living in the past if you want. I don't care. But that's where Nebraska belongs, the highest highs. At, at You know, in the conversation for conference championships and national you know, relevance, college football playoff, they belong there every year. They haven't earned it yet, but that's where they should be. And they will get there. We've said it before. We'll continue to say it until, you, you know, somebody puts me in the ground. Um, they'll they'll get there. We shall never surrender. We, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk about this Friday. Let's talk a little bit about uh, tomorrow's matchup. Uh, Nebraska and number 19, Iowa. Uh, I was going to call them the stink eyes. I think I could probably get away with that in a PG show. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be back at Memorial Stadium. Uh, It's going to be a hot crowd. And I think based on what we've seen the last few weeks, Hoss, Nebraska's trending up. They're playing better. The defense mm-hmm. is getting after it. I've really loved over the last, you know, ever since, as I mentioned before, ever since that second bye week, uh, there's some more energy. There's a, a lot more desire. Uh, dare I say there's more heart on the field. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like we're doing some of the small things right that add up, you know, over the course of the game to putting yourself in position to win. Um, the running game and the offensive line are clicking a little bit better. Um, Adrian's improving. The defense, you know, Wisconsin ran for, you know, Jonathan Taylor ran for the quietest 200 yards you'll ever see, and that's a bit of a testament to the defense trying to slow down opponents' rushing attacks. But the good news is Iowa is only averaging about 131 yards on the ground per game. This is not a stalwart rushing attack of theirs like they've had historically. Um, They don't have two first-round draft picks at tight end this year. So really it's going to come down to how physical our defense can play against Iowa's offense and, you know, make plays, get off blocks, uh, get a crucial stop on third and short or fourth and short. Uh, force Iowa to kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So we're not playing, you know, we're not playing the scoring explosion this week by any means. Um, For Nebraska, from the offensive standpoint, Iowa has a pretty, pretty good defense. They've only given up four rushing touchdowns all year. Um, I think they've, they've only given up a handful of runs over 20 yards and, uh, they've only given up a handful of pass plays over 30. So they, they play really solid, fundamentally sound football. AJ Epinesa could be a problem. Um, definitely that, that's a guy that we're definitely going to want to read on bash sweeps and power reads. Cause if we try to run just regular zone read against him, he's athletic enough to play both the dive and the keep by the quarterback. And then Iowa's a nickel defender Geno Stone he's probably going to give us some problems in the uh try in our horizontal passing game with when we try to run flares or bubbles or arrow routes so i think points are going to be at a premium in this game for both sides because again iowa's def- our offense isn't lighting up the scoreboard there's one key to victory for us it's our defense can't allow iowa's offense to suddenly get right in a big moment yeah, you know, we've had an unfortunate history recently of making some offenses look better than they are. We, you know, kept Maryland right where, you know, they are expected to be. And I honestly think that Wisconsin didn't do anything extraordinary to beat us. We just didn't quite, you know, we, we had some missed opportunities and they took advantage. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we I think we made Purdue look better than they are. I think we made uh, Indiana look better than they are. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's, it's going to be. Look, I'm not taking anything. I hate Iowa as much as you know the next person. I've got family who are Hawkeye fans, and if things go south, no, no, you don't. Well, I do. No, you don't. I, I, You're, you don't have the anger in you that is Iowa. And when you look at Iowa, you just look. You're like, ah, 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 ah. You know why? Because John's constipated. Okay, like I said earlier, with being average. Not about X's and O's, not about anything else. 
They had one good season in which they went to the Rose Bowl in 2016. What happened with that? The biggest thing that happened out of their season was they complained that the Iowa or the Stanford band made fun of them. Biggest thing that came out of the season was Christian McCaffrey torching their ass in the first play of the game. That's well, the, you're thinking about football. I'm thinking about culture. Yeah, because it's played on a 100-yard by 53.3 yards wide field. 22 guys on the, uh, on the field at one time. That's fair, but when you're Iowa and you really overachieve that year. Oh, yeah. That it's, they had a weak schedule. Well, yeah, but it's also played in, you know, the six inches in between their ears or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, I think I think they got into their heads a little bit there. Um, you know, just a thought. I'm, I'm, no, Greg, come on. No, no, I, I, I've said my piece. I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm, I'm writing down it's all the time codes. Iowa. I'm writing and down. We are fighting Iowa this week, and there will be different words if, if you did not request that this was a family podcast. But this is Iowa. Here, here's the good news. After we beat Iowa this week, next week, go back to business. We go a little blue in our language, and uh, the kids don't have to listen. But this week... I figure families might be, uh, you know, in in the family cruiser on the way to grandma's house or something. I, I thought, you know what? Let's 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 record one for the families out there. Yeah, cool. it's been a fun challenge, um, <laughs> and it's you know it, it's for all of us. I think I had it easiest because I used to be in radio, so sometimes I know not to swear on a live mic, but. I haven't been in radio for a number of years, and usually when the mic's in front of me, I'm drinking and swearing. Just not this time, and that's okay. Uh, do we have anything else to uh, really discuss, gentlemen, and regarding this uh, contest with the Iowa Hawkeyes? Got to get a win. Oh, yes. Got to find a way. Dig deep, boys. Uh, hey, you know what? It worked out pretty yeah. well for Mills and, and uh, Spielman. Maybe you need to come out both ends the, the few days prior, and uh, and then you'll put together a nice. If if everybody does that and everybody has eighty yards receiving and eighty yards rushing, then uh, we'll be okay. Greg, what? I was a bunch of poopy head <laughs> I can't think of an entire state that's been more poopy butt than them. Ah, Wisconsin. No. Ohio. Ohio for sure. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I'm I'm curious to hear your boys' predictions. I'm going to let John go first. I'm going to go with... 42 to uh, 31. Nebraska wins. All right. I'm going to go next since Haas said he was curious. I'm going to say 
38-24, Big Red. Hoss? By the way, I, I would like to say one thing. I will try my best on Twitter on Friday to not swear to. No, no, no. It, it, it'll be after... It'll be after Thanksgiving. Kids will probably be outside playing or, you know, not looking at Twitter. So you'll be okay. Okay. Well, I think it's a it's a good challenge. John, if you can make it through an entire Husker game without swearing on Twitter, I will PayPal you $20 cash. I like goals. <laughs> I will be watching. Not <laughs> Hoss, you want to get in on this action? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm. You guys are. You guys are looking for some offensive points being scored in this one, and trust me, I would love nothing more than to hang half a hundred up on Iowa and really shut those guys up for the next calendar year. But who am I kidding? They never shut up. They'll be, they could, we could beat them 91, nothing. And they'd still be squawking. Um, I'm going to go. I think we'll have some problems scoring in the red zone. Touchdowns in the red zone against Iowa, just when the field gets compressed and um, space is at a premium. So I think we'll settle for some field goals from whatever walk on kicker. We decide to trot out on three different occasions. But I'm going to go Nebraska 19, Iowa 14, pinstripe bowl. Here we come. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for all of these predictions. Nebraska wins them all, and that makes me happy. Does Bear, How many games did our scholarship kicker from Alabama actually appear in this year? I think he appeared in... Indiana, Purdue, and Wisconsin, three. So he technically still can can use that red shirt? Or? It wouldn't shock me if that's why they shut him down. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Smart. Not too bad. Good, good job. Good job, Scott Frost. All right, that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. We appreciate you taking us with you wherever your family is uh, on the road to this Thanksgiving. Remember that... Uh, Turkey is delicious, stuffing's fantastic, mashed potatoes are great, but sweet potatoes are better, and not the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Throw that out. I've got a great sweet potato recipe. It's really great. It's sweet potatoes, it's butter, it's brown sugar. You cook it in a pan, the best, and you'll thank me forever. And that that's really that that's I'm not even I don't even have to post that on, on the on the Facebook or uh, on the article. That's it. It's sweet potatoes, it's brown sugar, it's butter. You cook it, you're happy. And uh, that's it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. For Hoss Reuter, John Johnston, myself, Greg Mahachko, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. And by the way, you are posting them recipe. <laughs> Fine. It's really simple. And happy Thanksgiving. And I love you guys that listen to us and pay attention to us. I do. Win the damn game. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.